Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning. The coronavirus pandemic has upended life across America and worldwide as governments and public health officials try to limit the spread of the disease. Here in Pennsylvania, school buildings closed on Friday, March the 13th and will not reopen until April 13th at the earliest but the learning continues. For the past week, Catholic school students have been learning from home thanks to the latest technology and collaborative efforts between the teachers and the parents. So far, it seems to be working well. How are families relying on their faith right now? How are the students learning from home? And in what ways are the schools and families staying connected? Also, what can folks do to help support our Catholic schools during this very challenging time? To answer these questions is Michelle Peduto, who is the Director of Catholic Schools for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. To stay safe, we are doing this interview over the phone this morning. Michelle, welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I am so happy to be back, and back under such unusual circumstances, but I'm delighted to be with you today. Thanks for taking time out of your schedule uh, this weekend. And just for our listeners, this is the very first time that I'm doing my radio show via the phone. So even I am also uh, uh, staying close to home uh, in these very difficult days. Now, Michelle, with families staying home right now and dealing with so many uncertainties, how can our faith help strengthen and guide them? Oh, my goodness. I think this brings to light just exactly who we are. Where do we go? To whom do we go when we feel challenged, when we find ourselves in a crisis situation? We absolutely go to Jesus Christ and and our Blessed Mother for help. And I think our faith at this point in time is that it's always, I hope, at the forefront of our lives. But today, these days in particular, it certainly is. And that is true for our students as well. Sure. Now, the students will be home for at least two more weeks, and of course, this is just changing daily and weekly. Uh, I know we've been saying that the schools may reopen, but we don't know, and it's it's affecting us, all of us, And uh, but at least for two more weeks, and I know the principals and the teachers and the students and the parents are just going, you know, as the best that they can. Now, this past week, you began uh, distance learning. What is the goal, and how exactly how does that work? So distance learning, obviously, our children are in their homes, and so we have to find a way to reach them on a daily basis, and it's happening in many different ways. As you know, we have um, we have over 40 schools, elementary schools, and we have eight diocesan high schools 
uh, all working on this in their own ways, but there are some common common threads. So we are reaching out through various platforms to connect with our students, connect with our families, to um, provide just such a variety of in, of instructional platforms. So. Um, through the computer, of course, and we also recognize we have some students that aren't, uh, don't have access. We've tried to remedy that by lending uh, devices from our schools and by providing assistance to get internet connections in the home. So it's it's a new, it's a definitely a new um, new world for us and for our students as well. Yeah, and I've been talking to. Um both of my schools, uh, in my parish, St. Mary Magdalene in the East End, Point Breeze and Wilkinsburg, I have St. Bede in Point Breeze with Sister Daniela Bronca as the principal. And then in Wilkinsburg, uh, it's Sister Thea Bowman, uh, Catholic Academy, Stephanie Michael. And I've been talking to both of them via email and text, too. And, and they, they said it's it's really been uh, a change of routine for them and their faculty. But uh, the, the students are learning and the, the teachers are really committed and the parents are really uh, are going moving forward with this. So it's a whole new routine for everyone, but the main thing is that we have to keep uh, our students educated and, and business as usual, so to speak, even via if they're home. This is true, and the one thing I want to point out, one of the primary goals, of course, we every day we start with our um, prayer and we launch our day. Everything is filled with our, with our Catholic faith is part of everything that we do whether we're in school or out of school. Um, but the other piece for our children, children love routine. Sometimes they complain about it, but they do love it. And so one of our goals in, in really jumping into this quickly is to provide our students with a daily routine. They get up in the morning, they know they have a job to do, and that keeps the focus. And I, I hope that in some ways it relieves our parents in some ways, it creates some stress that we can talk about in a little bit, but it does give the students a focus for the day. While it's not the same and it's not as social in, in, as it is in the school setting, I think it does provide some stability and some emotional support for, for our kids that are going through a time we could never have predicted this, and wow. and it's very uncertain, and they don't know, you know, from one week to the next if there's going to be when school will start up. I think this gives them something to count on on a daily basis, and it's also a connection with their teachers, and it's great. The teachers love their students, and so this gives the teachers a connection with their with the children as well. Yeah, and I just saw saw on Wednesday uh, St. Pete school posted a little Facebook video and it had all the teachers make little signs, we miss you. And each faculty member was, was listed like in a little slideshow and it was sent out to all the parents. And I just thought that was really, really nice that, you know, they're still staying connected and um, the teachers, the faculty, the staff, everybody misses each other, but we're, we're still staying connected and that's so important. Right. Now, obviously, uh, this can be a very challenging time for young people and parents, many whom are working uh, for home right now. What feedback have you gotten so far from our parents? Um, about 90% of the feedback I've received so far has been very positive. They're very appreciative of the work that the teachers are doing and the principals are doing as well in leading this, this um, initiative. And they, they find uh, some comments like, you know, the... Um, 
students get up and they're anxious to get on and start working and doing their jobs, and it's keeping them very focused. Uh, so we've had positive feedback, but there there is a negative side, and this is the challenge because many of our parents now are working from home, right. and and some are the ones. There are others that are finished facing financial challenges that are, again, something we never could have predicted. And so there's a lot of stress. Um, what we've tried to do for parents that feel like they really have to work with their kids is, is just give them that support and say, you know what, we're, we're flexible with this. You, this isn't, you don't have to run your home like a classroom. There's flexible time. Um, students can turn things in as they get them done. You don't have to stand there and, and just make sure everything gets done at a certain time. I think children are also very good. Of course, children are very good with technology, and they will learn how to, to do this on their own. Even the young ones will learn how to do it on their own. But, but I do hope that our parents let us know when there are challenges so that we can adjust. This is a new world for all of us. I was telling our principals, it's like we have we have about 14, 1,500 teachers in our diocese. It's like we have 1,500 new teachers wow. who are just yeah. learning, right? So we're all learning, and so we, we don't want parents to be stressed at all. Um, so feedback to the principals, and I think they are doing that, giving feedback to teachers and principals so that we can adapt this in a way that will better suit their home. Yeah, it's a whole new balancing act for the parents and the students because they the students do have to log on and just like you would report for school and log in and mm-hmm. and then the parents obviously those who are working from home uh, it's, it is an extra burden that they have to kind of be with their kids but also work too and and how to how do parents keep that balancing act uh in, in, when everybody's under the same roof and that could be a very challenging time and a, a whole different new routine would you agree yeah i would absolutely agree it is a whole new it's a whole new world really um yeah. that that we're, yeah. we're facing in our homes right now and I know in talking to my two principals, um, the Zoom platform, this is all new to me too, uh, with the kids, they get together uh, for a short period of time. They can all log on. It's almost like a FaceTime type thing. So the Zoom platform allows the kids to get together uh, for like, so they can all see each other to say, hey, we're all, we're all, even though we're all in separate houses, we're all together. I just thought that that was kind of a neat new opportunity, even though they're not in the classroom. The Zoom platform via the internet can help the kids stay connected with their classmates and their friends. And that is key because we don't, we certainly don't want our children to feel too isolated. And so, Platforms like Zoom and Google Meet provide the opportunity for the students to see each other. And I know some of our schools have even taken it to the next level where they've had a spirit week this week to kick this off. And so they've had crazy hat day where the students come on with their hats and they've had chip day where the students take pictures of themselves eating chips. So they're they're coming up with these really creative ideas to keep our students engaged, not just with the instruction, but with that social piece. Uh, which is is so important, uh, and and that's that's um, it. Just does my heart good when I see those pictures and I see those smiling faces and uh, uh, the children connecting with each other in addition to their teachers. 
Yeah, I like that idea. I mean, obviously, the seriousness of the the reading, the math, the science, the religion, the social studies, but then they can also have a, a fun moment, the little playtime like they would uh, at the lunch hour uh, if they were in school uh, or taking a break, a little playtime. I just think you have to have that healthy balance to let the kids know that, uh, yeah, there's fun and games, but there's also the learning aspect, but you have to keep that healthy balance. Uh, and that's important for the teachers to keep that normalcy, so to speak, you know, the normal routine uh, in a very right. challenging time. We'll take a break. Right. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, the pastor of St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg section of the city of Pittsburgh. And this morning, uh, my radio show, Catholic Education Plus, is being uh, via telephone, uh, as we all have been affected by the coronavirus. And my guest this morning, I'm very honored to have Michelle Peduto, who's the director of Catholic schools for the Diocese of Pittsburgh. And our uh, focus this morning is our students are learning from home. Obviously, with all of our schools uh, shut down because of the outbreak, uh, this is a whole new model uh, for our principals, our faculty, our staff, and our students and our families. Now, Michelle, uh, before you implemented the new learning model for staying at home, uh, you spent five days preparing the teachers for this new format. How did you help them uh, prepare for this? Well, many of our schools had um, opted into this flexible instruction day model that the state put forth this year where they would provide, instead of taking a snow day, for example, they would have some flexible instruction going on at home, some some type of distance learning. In some cases, that meant they were taking backpacks home with work uh, or they were going to do some online uh, pieces. Well, this, of course, presented us with an even greater challenge. It's much different to design something for one day, and we were we were allotted up to five days. So it was much different to plan for one day or two days, uh, different from planning for weeks. Um, so we decided we would take the first week after the governor closed our schools on the 13th. We would take that first week in our elementary school to provide some virtual professional development, because remember, we couldn't go into the schools either. So virtual professional development, we let them explore resources, design some lessons for the week ahead, uh, work with our principals very closely, work with each other very closely to be able to roll out this process in um, on March 23rd. Our high schools were a little bit more adept at this because, of course, mm. They do a lot of hybrid work. They're doing a lot of computer work as they go on. So they rolled out a little sooner. They did professional development Monday and Tuesday, most of them, and then rolled out on Wednesday. We had varying rollouts for the high schools. So we had a little foundation, but we took what we had and we built upon that over the week. And this professional development, you have to understand, it takes a great deal of time for teachers to prepare for this. So this is ongoing. And I, I do tell people every day we do this, we will get better at it. Oh, yeah, it's, it's new. It's new for everyone. So some schools were already 
adapting to this with the snow days so that they wouldn't be penalized uh, and they can do their instruction at home. Uh, and like you said, most of the uh, high schools already had implemented, but I know some of the elementary schools were doing this, but now this forces everybody uh, to do that. So obviously the, the teachers had to be all on board for all this to, to happen, and, and that can be kind of challenging. What has been the feedback so far uh, from the principals and the teachers uh, completing uh, the first week of the shutdown? They, it's been very positive, and I have, I cannot, I cannot say enough about our teachers and about our principals, how they have thrown themselves into this, and they are working real, literally day and night mm. to roll these things out. I'm, I, it's incredibly heartwarming to see the commitment from these individuals. And, and remember, our individuals have varying levels of technology skills just like everyone else, and they're, right. they're really reaching beyond their comfort levels to do what it takes to reach their students, and it's just amazing what has happened. And I'm so proud of the leadership in our schools and the leadership from the teachers, too, in what they're doing. And and being positive with this and not being resistant to change because that's obviously uh, everybody needs to be on board. Now, helping schools and their families stay connected during this time is so important. How and what are you communicating with the educators and with their parents and students so that everybody is staying connected and not feeling alone? Right. Well, we're we're doing lots of Zoom meetings at the at, at the mm-hmm. principal level. We're also getting ready to uh, roll next Friday. We'll have a a rather large group meeting with principals. All at the same time through those platforms of Zoom and Google Meet. And I'm I'm very fortunate. I have such a wonderful uh, regional administrator, Mike Kilmeyer, who's just amazing at putting all these things together for me because that is very helpful. We also have surveys going out to families to keep to keep them giving us the feedback that we need to improve everything we're doing. Uh, there'll be conferencing. I know there's conferencing. One of our schools is having a like an open forum for parents to ask questions. Uh, we are trying to engage the, the families to keep everybody in the loop, but also to give us the feedback we need to move forward. And every, each week we explore something new in order to do that, to, to keep that Catholic school community that we're so proud of, to keep that Catholic school community that that really is the part of why people come to our schools, that faith community that works together. We want to be able to do that online, not just face-to-face, for as, for as long as we need to do this. So um, that's, that's what we're doing. And I was talking to Stephanie Michael from Sister Thea Bowman Catholic Academy in Wilkinsburg. She had a parent meeting this past Wednesday evening just to accumulate them with the features of the Zoom and to have an open discussion with some questions and about using the technology. So uh, I, yes. I, I give kudos to her for going out and reaching out to her parents and, and Sister Daniela, too, uh, at St. Bede. And uh, some schools, such as Sister Thea Bowman, have the breakfast and lunch program, the grab-and-go, so uh, students are able to um, come on into the building temporarily, of course, uh, get their meal and going on forward. So we we are staying connected with our school families uh, and their parents uh, through this time, too, which is is just so uh, heartwarming to do that. Now, like many Mm -hmm. uh, sectors, funding for Catholic schools is under a lot of pressure during this pandemic. How are the schools financed, and what what is being done to – 
for the impact of the suspension of, of our masses as well as uh, school fundraisers. Because mm-hmm. I know as a pastor uh, with the collections, people obviously are not coming to mass, and it's taking a financial burden on the parishes, but also in our schools too. It absolutely is. it does take it's taking a toll, and, and it, it takes a toll very quickly actually. So. I, I know we we are tuition. Of course, we are we are tuition bearing schools, but that tuition does not cover all of our operating expenses. And we too rely on our parishes for subsidies, and we have elementary school grants that are funded by those subsidies as well by those taxes. That so when we don't have offertories coming into the parish, it does impact our pastors and our parishes in a great way. But it also affects the schools. So we are we are concerned, um, and we are um, we are asking that recognizing that families are in trouble too. We do know that, but we are asking that if if you are able, please uh, look to many of our sites have donate buttons now. Our schools to donate, and that money goes to to paying our teachers. I want to be really clear: that money goes to paying our teachers. So, and our staff and teachers and staff. So I'm really, um, I'm really begging people to look to their parish sites, to look to their school sites, and if it's possible, please, please contribute to our our pastors who who desperately need it, and our schools as well. Um, we're working so we're working very hard to 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 do what we can in these difficult times to nourish our students, to nourish our families. But we do need help. We do need help. So um, that would be my plea. Good. And as we conclude in 30 seconds, can you just offer some words of encouragement that you can share for both our school families and everyone dealing with this hardship? Let's work together as we always do. We count on you. You count on us. We have loving faith communities. Everything we do, we put in the hands of Jesus. We ask Blessed Mother to take care of us. Let's just stick together, and we'll get through this, and we'll get through it well. Michelle Peduto, thanks for being with us this morning. We'll be back in a moment on KDK Radio. In our plus segment this week, we're taking a little uh, different routine. I just want to offer a little reflection uh, to everyone uh, who is really struggling with a lot of fear during this coronavirus pandemic. Obviously, everyone has had a change of routine. Uh, Maybe we're stuck at home. Maybe we're unemployed, laid off. Uh, Our kids are home uh, from school. Uh, The elderly, we're not able to get out and go about our own uh, daily routines, and this can be a very difficult time for everybody, and even our priests and religious, uh, not being able to say masses uh, in our congregations and other religious leaders and denominations, not being able to worship publicly. Uh, let is let us not have fear, but let us have faith. And this during this very difficult time, uh, this could be a good time for reflection to really appreciate our faith, our family, and our friends and our loved ones to check on the elderly or the homebound. Maybe reach out to a, a long lost friend or or 
neighbor or coworker or classmate or even a family member that maybe we haven't uh, talked to uh, on a regular basis, this might be a good time to reach out and just uh, call somebody and text somebody or email somebody. Any little bit outreach that we can do can really add up to mean a lot. But the main thing is to stay calm and not to have fear but have faith. And we all get through this, through this very difficult time. And God bless all of you. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.